Hey, it's Dave from Florida Beer Blog and Florida Beer Podcast. And if you were like me, trying to figure out a way to start podcasting, Anchor is the app for you. I use it for this podcast and it's ridiculously easy to use. It's 100% free and they'll even match you with sponsors so you can get paid to podcast right away. You can do interviews from anywhere in the world. You can import your own audio. You can record directly in the app. All you need is your phone or a tablet or computer to get started. Just go to anchor.fm forward slash start and get started as early as today. Thank you for listening. And welcome to episode five of the Florida Beer Podcast brought to you by FloridaBeerBlog.com. My name is Dave. I am the host of the Florida Beer Podcast and I am the writer of FloridaBeerBlog.com. Welcoming you to a very jam-packed episode here in the middle of Tampa Bay Beer Week. Got a lot of stuff to go through today. Uh, if you watch WFTV Channel 9, you'll know the name Christian Brewey. He is also the host of Brewey on Tap, a series exclusive to WFTV.com where he takes Orlando sports personalities and entertainment moguls and together they visit one of the great breweries in Orlando. I'm going to be speaking with him about the series and how he got started in beer. I'm also going to be speaking with Zach Barston, half of the team behind the Southwest Florida Ale Trail. And they were actually gracious enough to give me a few of the Southwest Florida Ale Trail passports away as prizes. Just keep listening and you'll find out how to enter to win one of those. And finally, I have Rodney Kite Powell from the Tampa Bay History Center discussing History by the Pint, the brand new exhibit at the History Center now through August 11th that highlights the history of beer and brewing in Tampa Bay. But first, we are going to start off with Christian Brewey and his awesome Brewey on Tap series. Thank you for listening and enjoy. For those of you not familiar with Central Florida, WFTV Channel 9 has been on the air for decades, especially since I was living there. And since 2009, one of the sportscasters there, Christian Brewery, has been hosting an online show called Brewery on Tap, where he takes local media and sports celebrities, and together they visit one of the many locations in Central Florida's exploding craft beer scene. Christian, thank you so much for coming on the show. Oh, thanks for having me. This is really awesome. <laughs> Excellent. So you've been with WFTV for about 10 years. Is that correct? Yeah, about nine, 10 years. And uh, we started the on tap show just though in the last year. And really, as you mentioned, kind of seeing the Orlando brewery scene exploding, it was just an opportunity to, to talk a little bit about that, but also combine my two passions between sports and beer. Excellent. How did you get involved with sports and how did you get involved with beer? Uh, growing up, I was always a big sports fan and kind of knew from a when I was in high school that I was not going to be big enough, strong enough or fast enough to play a sport professionally or in college. So um, I decided to try and make a living out of talking about it and went to the University of Florida 
and worked at the radio station there, worked at the TV station on campus, and after college worked in minor league baseball for three years as a play-by-play host uh, for the Hagerstown Suns up in Maryland for one year and then got back into Florida with the Daytona Cubs for a couple of years, which led me then to WFTV Channel 9. The news director was flipping through the TV stations and saw me doing inside Daytona Cubs baseball and gave me a call and I've been here since yeah since 2010 so that's kind of where the the sports love came in and I don't know I've I've kind of liked beer um <laughs> a lo- uh, I can't say a young age but uh, before 21 years old I can I, I guess I can say that even though it's slightly <laughs> illegal um but especially when you're working in baseball and minor league baseball you're at the ballpark uh from 9 a.m and then you're there there well after the games the nice thing is if you work for a, a good team and they like their employees, they uh, let you keep the taps open after the game to, you know, finish up your work or whatnot so you can have a cold one. And uh, so that's really in 2009, 2010, I think with Daytona, we had 25 or 30, maybe 40 different beers on tap, even though it was a small ballpark. And that kind wow. of introduced me to all the different types of beers that were out there and uh, got a little bit of a taste of it uh, from craft beers there, and uh, it's it's obviously grown into something much much larger as we approach 2020. Absolutely. Um, so, with the locations that you go to, uh, how do you see what's been going on in Orlando? Because so much has opened in the past couple of years. Yeah. So. When I came up with the show, it was kind of like, how do I marry these two things together? How do I marry sports and how do I marry beer together? And um, I think what I wanted to do is like this with a podcast, you get the opportunity for your guests to talk in long form answers. And so that's what I was uh, given the opportunity to do is a 30 minute show, which is you know longer than just your standard one on one interview that you would see on television. And that allows the guests to tell stories or, or tell anecdotes from their time in sports or entertainment. But uh, what I've been able to do is kind of tie in the guests with the breweries that we go to. So Greg Warman was our first guest, a longtime uh, sports anchor and news anchor here. And so I found longest tenured brewery in Orlando and it was Orlando brewing uh, located kind of just South of downtown. They've been here much longer than a lot of the, the newer upstarts. And then we kind of worked our way around Central Florida. We've been to 1010. We've been to Crooked Can, Deviant Wolf, Red Cypress. We actually recorded an episode uh, not too long ago with the Orlando City coach. Uh, we homebrewed in our in one of our producers' garage. He does some homebrewing. Um, so uh, James O'Connor helped us brew what we called the Brewy Blonde. So that was a, a lot of fun and visited Florida Hops, um, Central Florida Hops, which is located out in Zellwood, just outside of Apopka here in Central Florida. So I, I don't know. It's fun to see uh, the community that you have there and the passion for it. And, you know, I've always known the passion that sports fans have for their teams. And I think it's it's extremely similar. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Richard Smith from Florida Hops is a great guy. He's going to dive in on this next episode. We haven't released it yet, but uh, that we used some Florida hops in the Brewy Blonde that we brewed with James O'Connor and talked with Richard about the science of it all and and why Florida oh. can, you're possibly going to be able to get two yields of hops and and really how it's that they've quickly grown 
and are, and are having hops being grown really all over the state of Florida. So that's really awesome to see. And um, it's kind of some of the science behind it that maybe I, I certainly didn't expect to get when I started the show uh, about a year ago. Mm-hmm. Um, so you've got, you've been to so many places in Orlando. What other places that F- WFTV reaches have you been wanting to host an episode of? Yeah. We'd like to, you know, I, I have a wish list of guests, you know, that we, 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 <laughs> we hit Brevard County. And I think the biggest sports name from there would be Kelly Slater. Um, so kind of reached uh, out to them, the, the you know, professional surfer that's won multiple world championships. So, you know, maybe I a brewery out there that. would be great or maybe somewhere in uh, Daytona uh, in Volusia County with a NASCAR driver. So, as I said, I try and kind mm. of tie the, the, the guest in with, um, where we're going. So those are the kind of the next two stops, but we really would like to expand the show to cover the entire state of Florida, come to South Florida, obviously Tampa and St. Pete have a huge brewery scene. Um, so, so we're working yeah. on that as well. And you said that you, you basically grew up in uh, Gainesville and they've had such a massive scene growing there as well. Yeah. If we could get up there, um, I wanted to get Steve Spurrier and it looked like we were maybe going to get him at, um, Swamphead or you know one of those up there and unfortunately that's right after that is when his Dos Equis commercial popped up so I think that that may have had a little bit of the reason that he had to back out with that so maybe Dan Mullen can do it the Gators head coach can uh, do a show up there so yeah we're working on that as well it's 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 certainly been fun my parents still live up there just outside of Gainesville and they're oftentimes letting me know that they're they're at the brewery enjoying a cold one uh kind of teasing me a little bit that's funny. Uh, so for people that are just uh, just seeing Brewery on Tap and just starting to visit Central Florida without playing favorites, what are the places that you like to go for a beer on a regular basis? Yeah, I thought um, I would just say that the, my favorite beer that I've had while doing the show, I thought was uh, at Deviant Wolf. They had a Sour Manjaro, which was they kind of specialize in sours. And I'm uh-huh. not a big sour drinker, but it's a golden sour that also has the, you know, the finish of a coffee because they used African coffee beans, hence the Manjaro at the end of that. So I thought that was kind of a surprise when you looked at it, you didn't expect that. And it was a lot of fun to enjoy. And they're, they're based out of Sanford. So not, not directly in Orlando up there in historic Sanford. That's, that's really a fun one. If you were coming to central Florida, any of your listeners, I, I would definitely uh, give them a look. I'm located in downtown. So, you know, 1010 is, is really close to me. If my wife and I are maybe going to make a little trip out to Winter Garden, I, Crooked Can's been one that's been here, kind of one of the first bigger ones uh, that popped mm-hmm. up and uh, really love their Cloud Chaser. And we did a show with Johnny Damon there. And uh, that was a, a lot of fun. We haven't released that episode yet, but I'm excited for fans to, uh, of the Red Sox, the Yankees, baseball fans to get a look at that one. Um, so I don't know. It's it's hard to play favorites because they're really they're you know you go somewhere and you usually find one beer that you like or multiple beers that you like. So uh, those are just a couple that that I've really enjoyed. Excellent. Any chance of seeing uh, Brewery Blonde on tap at any of the places and possibly getting some distribution? Yeah, that's what uh, we're, we're kind of working. We would like to maybe do something philanthropic if we we can mass produce it. 
Um, maybe at, you know, Orange County Brewers is one that I haven't mentioned that we did uh, UCF Athletic Director Danny White with. And they, they just started Brew Theory um, right down the street from the brewery here in downtown Orlando where, you know, they're a contract brewer. So if we can maybe mass produce the, the Brewery Blonde, it, we're hoping maybe we could do something just to, to raise some money and, and while also seeing if people think it's not too bad. <laughs> Excellent. Thank you so much for coming on the show. I appreciate it. And I am looking forward to those new episodes. Thanks for having me on. Just a couple days ago, the Southwest Florida Ale Trail published volume three in its yearly Ale Trail Passport series, encompassing breweries in Charlotte, Lee, and Collier counties in the southwest corner of Florida. The Passport is a brainchild of Zach Barston and A.J. Gurgle, and Zach has been kind enough to come visit us on the show. Thank you for joining us, Zach. So how did Southwest Florida Ale Trail come about? Well, A.J. and I both have full-time jobs, um, And him and his wife were actually on vacation in Spain and they found some sort of similar brewery passport. And he thought about why can't we bring something like that to Southwest Florida? Little did we know that across the United States, they're starting to grow in numbers of these, the ale trail passports. There's wine passports, people just getting them out and getting to different parts of the United States and seeing new breweries and wineries. So we were really big into the brewery scene in Southwest Florida and it was relatively new in Southwest Florida. Naples beach brewery was the actual first craft beer brewery Mm, uh, in the area. And we decided, heck, we love going to breweries so much. And we got to know a lot of the owners and we brought it to their attention and say, what do you think about getting, getting together with the rest of the breweries and coming up with something, some sort of an incentive program to get people to visit all different breweries uh, around Southwest Florida. So we kind of got together and, and started brainstorming some ideas and meeting with the different breweries and, and seeing what they wanted involved in it. And there's so many great breweries down here. We started with 12 and now this year we have all 19 in Southwest Florida because it's just grown so much. And the beer scene didn't get a lot of love because you have Tampa you have the other coast where you're at in Lauderdale and Miami, and it's growing so, so big around here. And uh, there's so many unique breweries in Southwest Florida that we wanted to help them get recognized for their hard work. And it's something <laughs> that we love doing. We love beer. So with them and came up with an idea say, hey, how can we get people from Naples who won't leave Naples to go try beer all the way up in Cape Coral? And now all the way up in Punta Gorda. So we're having people travel from the southern part of Naples all the way up to Fat Point or Peace River in Punta Gorda. And uh, we're getting a lot of great feedback because they've never seen those people. They would never get to, to try their beer because it's, there was no incentive or reason for them to go try a beer. So this was more of a fun way. And I know there's other ale trails out there, but we like to think that we're more of an interactive ale trail. It's not just you give your passport and you go and that's it and get a prize. We have really? different levels of our prizes. So we encourage people to get out of their county, 
go try something they've never tried before. And then they become lifelong customers and actual friends of these brewers that are in different cities. So, yeah. So there are several other ale trails, but like you mentioned, it's very much you visit, you get the stamp and then you get a prize once you filled it. Um, How do the levels work for the Southwest Florida ale trail? How does that happen? Okay. So, in the round one, out of the 19 breweries, basically you go to any one of those breweries and you purchase a pint, right. flight, growler, or crowler, and we give them a customized stamp, and they stamp it at brewery number one. Once you've reached nine breweries, we come up with a new customized pint every year. This year is a short can glass, and it has our Ale Trail logo on it, and we were able to, to put on there uh, through our help of Grandstand and AJ, actually, he's the mastermind behind all of our graphics and things like that and Passport putting it together. And we actually have all the logos on the uh, the can glass this nice. year. People were really excited about that. And then once you hit any 12 breweries and purchase a pint, flight, growler, crowler, you unlock round two. And round two is a buy one, get one free pint at all 19 breweries. Nice. So... We'll have an incentive to get some free beer. And then also in round two, we've always done this every year. We provide some sort of second prize. Technically, it's a third prize, but we provide a 32-ounce flip-top growler. And that has our logo on it, as well as the 19 breweries that you visited. So get the can glass, the 19 buy one, get one free beers, and then the growler. And then in addition to that, we partner with some local craft beer bars and restaurants that serve a lot of the local beer mm-hmm. and they actually all give us a discount so it can range anywhere from if you bring in your passport you can get a buy one get one free draft beer and a lot of them will do like local florida beers only and things like that so it everyone's supporting everyone in it and it's actually been awesome and what makes us a little different like i said is we're more interactive with our social media. So we're hoping they come on, they post with their passports. We do giveaways where we'll get with all the breweries and they'll give us uh, some brewery swag. And then we'll end up just doing a giveaway on Facebook or on our Instagram. And we've had a lot of fun with it and we'll do, we'll be out at a lot of craft beer fests uh, with shirts and things like that. And Mm -hmm. just getting the work out of our breweries. But We've built great relationships with with all of the uh, the breweries around Southwest Florida. They're all really really hardworking. And what's been awesome is yesterday the the Florida beer competition. We yeah. had breweries come back and take a lot of medals from gold, silver, and bronze. So we're really excited about that. That Southwest Florida is getting a lot of recognition for how good our brewers are. Nice. And it's uh, definitely expanding. We just visited the newly expanded Bonehook Brewing in Naples, and it looks like Momentum Brewing is moving into a new facility. Yeah, Brian, uh, Brian was one of the first ones on board with us at Momentum. He loved the idea. So we've always, they're the only ones in Bonita. So he's always our middle going back and forth between Naples, Fort Myers, and Ponte Gorda. And uh, they've done really, really well. And him and his wife, they've put their heart and soul into that place. And uh, I'm hearing that the new brewery is going to be 
incredible. So we're really excited to see that. And we have a couple of the new breweries that have just opened up, uh, Eight okay. Foot Brewing in Cape Coral. And then uh, Stays is another new brewery. Um, they're actually from Colorado, the Bethunes. Hmm. They're, they're great people and they're serving great beer. Excellent. On That's downtown amazing. Fort Myers. So a lot of, lot of good reasons to go down to what had previously been an unlooked at section of the state. Correct. Yeah, they're, they're making their well, mark. Thank you very for much sure. for coming on, and I appreciate it. How can people pick up their passports and follow you on social media? All right. Well, they can, any of our breweries, our 19 breweries in Southwest Florida, they can pick up uh, a passport. They, they sell them. And then in addition to that, they can go on our website, southwestfloridaaletrail.com, and we have a, an ale trail store on there that they can pick it up, and we will ship it out. So <laughs> two guys working out of their house, we're always customer service, any questions that they have, and then they can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter at uh, SWFL Ale Trail, and uh, just drop us a line. And we'd love to meet out if we see you at a craft beer bar, a brewery, Stop and talk to us. That's the biggest part of it is interacting and uh, sharing stories about the great Southwest Florida craft Thank you so much. I appreciate it. At the beginning of Tampa Bay Beer Week this year, the Tampa Bay History Center premiered a new temporary exhibit, History by the Pint exploring the history of beer and brewing in the Tampa Bay region. I'm lucky enough to have Rodney Kite-Powell, the director of the Touchton Map Library at the Tampa Bay History Center, here to talk to us about this new exhibit. Rodney, thank you for coming on the show. Oh, it's absolutely my pleasure. Thanks for having me. So how far back does beer and brewing go in Tampa Bay? Well, beer goes back as far as we can tell to, uh, to Fort Brook, the military fort that was established on the uh, Hillsborough River at the head of Hillsborough Bay back in the 1820s. And uh, there are some bottles that really are, are, as far as we can tell, ceramic beer bottles that date from somewhere between the 1830s and uh, 1860. And so that's it was kind of, as far as the proof we have, the, the earliest beer consumption that was going on in Tampa. Now, from the, the brewing side, the very first brewery to open in the state of Florida uh, opened in Tampa in uh, 1897. It was the Florida Brewing Company, and the building is still standing in Ybor City. And uh, it was it was really the Florida brewery for some time. Excellent. How did the Tampa Bay History Center come to decide on this as the topic for an exhibit? Well, we have we we want to be able to connect the exhibits that we uh, that we put on ourselves with some aspect of our history or our culture, uh, whether it's something that, that hasn't happened in a long time, but it's something that's important to remember, or something that's still going on to some degree today. And so certainly with, with beer and brewing, there are uh, over 70 craft breweries in the Tampa Bay area. And so it's, it's a, a big thing for Florida, a big thing for the Tampa Bay area. And so we wanted to connect that, um, the, the modern brewing experience with the past and, and knowing that uh, that Tampa had Florida's first brewery, it really made sense to uh, to tell the history of brewing in the area. 
how many of those breweries did you reach out to or any other people did you reach out to when it came to curating the exhibit? Well, we reached out uh, well, at first in, in, the, in the, the kind of curation standpoint, we, we reached out to a man named Mark Denote, who kind of literally wrote the, the book on the history of beer and brewing in, in the Tampa area. And so Mark was our guest curator for this exhibit. And then we thought, so who are the collectors who have the old stuff? Uh, Florida Brewing Company, uh, Tampa Bay uh, or Tampa, Florida Brewing Inc., uh, Southern uh, Brewing Company, uh, those early companies. And then, you know, who's doing it now? And there's, again, there's, there's lots to choose from of who's doing it now. And we reached out to as many of the modern breweries as we could. And they all were, were so nice and helpful and kind of curious as to why we were uh, highlighting them in a museum, because uh, they're not that old in their mind, but it's, it's still an important part of our, our cultural history. And so all the ones you would think uh, would be helpful were, were helpful. So Cigar City and Copper Tail and, and, and so many others. Um, Tampa Bay Brewing Company, uh, Dunedin Brewery, St. Somewhere. Um, and then we're doing um, programming and lots of others, uh, smaller facilities, uh, the, the, the Brew Bus, uh, one called the 81 Bay Brewing. Um, we're just doing lots of different programs. So they have all been really, really nice uh, to us. You definitely mentioned a lot of my favorites. Um, in terms of the programming, what kind of programming will you be offering during the length of the exhibit? Well, uh, one one thing we're doing um, three different talks uh, that we call tap talks, and we actually started those with um, with Cigar City uh, two summers ago, where we worked with uh, with them, particularly with 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 Neil, uh, their lector, their their you know main history and, and beer guy. Um, and 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 uh, and he and I did this program where he would talk about how the, the beer was brewed because um, he and, and, and Wayne Wambles, the head brewer, obviously worked really well together. Um, and I would talk about the history of that label. And so uh, we did High Lie, of course. And so the history of of the kind of minor sports and the, the quasi professional sports in Tampa, the popularity of things like High Lie and dog racing, horse racing, other paramutuals. Uh, Florida Cracker, talking about the early pioneer time of Florida's history. Maduro in the cigar industry and an invasion and the history of Gasparilla and piracy. And so that was a really popular program. So, so now we're doing three different ones. Um, we're doing one with 81 Bay. They have a, a beer called Fort Brook. I think it's a Pilsner. Um, apologies if it's not. Uh, but uh, it's, um, it was, so we're going to talk about the history of Fort Brook, and, and then they're going to talk about that, that beer and that kind of what goes into to making to brewing that particular kind of beer. Um, we're going to go to Copper Tail. I'm not sure which one we're going to talk about there, whether it's Free Dive or, or, um, or, and then go to, um, to, uh, Brew Bus. And they've got a, uh, a beer called, called Passion of the Heights because they're located in a neighborhood called Seminole Heights, which is one of the historic neighborhoods in Tampa. So we're going to highlight again the, the history of the, either the, the label or the neighborhood that it's in and talk about the beer itself. Excellent. Uh, getting back to the exhibit itself at the Tampa Bay History Center, what can visitors expect to see when they go? Well, we have uh, really a, a great variety of artifacts. I mentioned we've we used um, the collections from two fantastic Bruriana collectors. Uh, there's a law firm that owns the Florida Brewing Company building, and uh, so the Swoperdante uh, law firm. And Dale Swope, in particular, 
uh, is a big collector of uh, Florida Brewing Company artifacts. And so we have things from, from the brewery itself, as well as um, bottles and, and cans and labels and things like that from the successor company, Tampa Florida Brewing Inc. And then the doctor uh, named Michael uh, Zane, and he is an amazing collector of all things Florida Brewing. And so he was very generous to let us uh, have access to his uh, Southern Brewing Company, uh, DeSoto uh, Brewing, which was a very short-lived Tampa company. Uh, he has what few things relate to them and a lot of tropical ale uh, items as well. And just kind of the big, the big guys. And so there was a Schlitz Brewery that was in Tampa. Um, that same facility also had uh, Paps and Strohs. Now it's the home of Yingling here in, in Tampa. And so he has things from that. And of course, the biggest of all, uh, Anheuser-Busch. Uh, there was a um, Anheuser-Busch brewery here uh, from the 60s to the 1990s, and it's of course, still the location of, of Bush Gardens. And so we, we have all those things. And then the local breweries uh, offered us things from, from their collections. And the, the thing that, that I like the most, because it just seems to have the, the most resonance with, with, with this, the idea of the exhibit is uh, Wayne Wombles, again, the brewmaster at Cigar City, we have his um, five-gallon homebrew setup that uh, he invented High Lie on, he in, in, invented Hunapu, he invented Invasion um, on that rig. And so we have that in the gallery as well. That's amazing. Um, now, how can people find out more information about visiting the Tampa Bay History Center and how long does the exhibit run until? So the, the exhibit runs through mid-August and the easiest way, of course, is to go online. Uh, we have uh, a, a great informative website and it's uh, www.tampabayhistorycenter all spelled out org and uh, there's a lot of information about the exhibit there we are open seven days a week from 10 to 5 um, there's kind of one of the um, brewing legacies uh, in, in Tampa is the Florida Brewing Company like so many breweries had their own system of, of saloons or, or tide houses uh, before prohibition and one of those saloons was the Columbia Saloon, which was a precursor to the Columbia Restaurant, which is Florida's oldest restaurant. And we have a Columbia Cafe here at the History Center. And one of the other restaurants owned by the Columbia Group is a restaurant called Eulalie. And uh, it's on a, uh, an old city government spring. And, um, and they brew their own beer. And so we have uh, Eulalie beer here as well. So we've always got those connections, um, not just with, with the history, but we actually can have a Cuban sandwich, authentic Tampa Cuban sandwich, and a glass of, uh, of beer made, not quite here, but almost here, um, just, just up the Riverwalk a little bit. And so you can experience the history and then today's modern tastes. Excellent. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Oh, of course, absolutely. Thank you. And that is the end of a very packed episode five. I want to thank all my guests for coming on. You are listening to Flint Blade, who I actually saw live in Fort Pierce at Pierced Ale Works. If you're interested in his music, and you should be interested in his music, you can find it online on Spotify, Apple Music, anywhere that you find it. Remember, that's Flint Blade. Remember, if you're interested and want to talk to us, you can find us on Facebook at FL Beer Blog. We are on Instagram and Twitter. 
at Florida Beer Blog. And if you want to win one of those passports from the Southwest Florida Ale Trail, what I need you to do is to find this podcast, subscribe, and hopefully by now it'll be on Apple Podcasts so you can like it and give it a nice big five-star rating. Go ahead and take a screenshot of you subscribing, put it up on social media, tag me on it, and that'll get you entered to win one of two passports that we have giving away. You can find us also, if you want to contact us, email us at floridabeerblog at gmail.com. Thank you very much for listening in. Until next week, drink Florida craft, everyone. Take care.